and so I just left everything and went off to Hamilton. I was originally in Whangarei, went to Hamilton, and, and straight away I met this guy down there, and we ended up going out two nights a week. We ended up saying, oh, maybe we shouldn't party so much and have too much fun, and we should maybe meet with God. And so I did. And so two nights a week, we went and sat in our car every week without fail, and we began to just pray and seek God's face. And it was an amazing, amazing time in my life where everything kind of changed. And I don't think it's a coincidence that both me and my friend that did that ended up both in full-time ministry. And we just hung out with God, got to know who God was, and through that, got to really know who we were. We found out so much about ourselves when we sat and just dwelled in God's presence. Um, I got, met my beautiful wife in Hamilton, got married. Um, there are some photos popping up in a second, so you can kind of see what my fam- family life is like. They are coming. Um, so I met my wife. We were, I was probably 22 when I got married, so I was young, so I had to start getting serious and start focusing on my future and all that kind of stuff, um, which is a good thing because it settled me down. And that's not, yeah, that's not a great pick there, but it will get there. It will get there. Um, but this morning, it'll come. We'll jump back into it. But this morning, after just sharing a little bit about who I am, maybe you guys see me a little bit differently now. Okay, you may have seen me in a different light before, but sometimes when you spend time with someone or get a different perspective or a different picture of them, everything changes on how you see them. Um, Still going? So, uh, this morning, I wanted to share about three amazing men in the Bible who did amazing things for God, but they first had to have an encounter with God before everything would change. And I want to start off by just slipping in, oh, firstly, actually, I, gotta, I should share this because it relates to everything, is through my school years, I, I struggled to see as well, and we can just blame my academic skills on not being able to see properly, but it wasn't, wasn't the reason. But I had bad sight, and my parents took me in um, to get glasses, and you know, back in those days, glasses are expensive. We all... Yeah, as a parent, and my mum forked out a lot of money and brought me a pair of glasses just to help me with my reading and all that kind of side of things. And I remember getting them home, and I was just like, put them on, and I was like, oh, there is no way I'm wearing these glasses. And I was in the prime of my teenage years. You guys know what it's like. And so these glasses just had to be hidden in my drawer, and every now and then I would do some homework or something, and I'd know when my mum would come check on me, and so I'd slip my glasses on so she would see, and I felt so bad, because she put a lot of money into these glasses, but I could never wear them. I was more interested in how I looked, rather than the prospect of being able to help myself with my academics and so forth, and later on in life, I came to another situation where I couldn't get past not having sight, and I ended up going and getting laser surgery on one of my eyes. And it's a crazy experience. Has anyone actually had that done? Man, there's a few of you. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing experience when you, you're lying there and suddenly this laser goes on your eye and you're still awake, everything's good, and your eye's numb, of course. But then this laser starts to go and you start to see smoke coming off your eye and you can smell it and something's burning. 
and it's just fully just going into your eye and doing all this crazy stuff. And you smell the burn, and next minute they put a patch on your eye and say, please don't take it off for three days. You walk out of the clinic straight away, and the first thing you do is lift the patch up to see how you... And, and it's actually amazing. And all of a sudden, I had eyesight, like really good eyesight, and it changed everything. The way I did everything, the way I was playing sport actually changed. It just opened up a whole new level to me when I could see things in a proper perspective. And here we see in the Bible, we see, firstly, Moses was an amazing man of God. And Moses has this encounter with God at the burning bush. And God comes to Moses and says, hey, I want you to go and see Pharaoh. Firstly, the first thing here is that in our lives, God doesn't only want a relationship with us, but he also has a perfect plan for each of our lives. Okay, I'm a fan of relationship, and I know that God's so into it, but I also love the fact that everyone here has a future and a plan in God. And so for Moses, it was to go back to Pharaoh um, and to free his people. And we see here in Exodus 3, God says to him, I'm sending you to Pharaoh, for you will lead my people out of Egypt. Interesting thing is that Moses had already been there. And as you guys will know, is that Moses didn't get on too well with whatever was happening there, and he ended up fleeing. And God's probably speaking to him going, hold on, I I know who Moses is, and he won't want to go back there because it didn't work out well for him. And so the cool thing is, God begins to speak to Moses and says, he thinks, right, I've got to realign the way he sees things. I've got to change the way he sees his past, his now, and his future. And the first thing that God says to him when he speaks to him is this. He says, I am the God of your ancestors. So straight away, God speaks to Moses in this encounter and basically is saying to him, do you not know that I'm the God of your past? I have been here well before you. I've seen everything that's gone on in your life. I know your past. I've been there right through it. And how often do we sometimes look at our past and think, man, I have no future because of what I've done in the past. And Moses had been there, he had failed before, but God's saying to him, hey, just realize I've seen your past and that does not determine where I'm taking you and where I'm sending you. The second thing God brings into Moses' perspective straight away is he says, he says, I has, in verse 7 to 9, it says, I have seen the misery of my people. I have heard their cries. I am aware of their suffering. God is the God of the now. God sees where you guys are at right here, right now, today. God knows your circumstances, and God is in all things. There's nothing that's taking place in your life right now that God's not unaware of. And so God just reminds Moses, hey, I know your past. I've seen what's happened. I know what's going on right now in your life, and I see everything that's happening. And then he comes to the third thing, and he says this. And God uses it to encourage Moses. In verse 10, he says, you will lead my people out of Egypt. He is the God of our future. He is the God 
who will bring things into play, into being. He knows the plans that he has for our lives. And sometimes we've just got to learn to see it the way that God sees it. See, God sees the past. God sees the now. And he also sees the future. The past, the now, will never determine or stop what God wants to do in our future. So Moses is kind of standing with God, and you can kind of imagine him just thinking, wow, you're the God of the past, you're the God of the now, you're the God of my future, you know everything, you're in everything. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's go back to Pharaoh. Let's sort this out. But Moses is kind of like most of us. And he's just like, oh, hold on a second. There's some things you've missed. Even though you know everything about me, you don't realize I'm not the right person for this job. There's no way I can do this. And so Moses, he just suddenly just chucks in verse 11. And he says, but Moses says to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children out of Israel and out of Egypt? So God just begins to try to help him here, begin to see things correctly again. So he said, I will certainly be with you. I love the fact that when God asks us to do something, it's normally going to look impossible. If God gives you guys a dream or a purpose, when you look at it in the natural, you'll look at it and go, oh, that's going to be rough. Because God turns the impossible into possible. You see, if we can't do something, it's normally a God thing. Because anything that God wants us to do involves Him using us and being the power to what we do. It takes us from doing things in our own strength to relying on God and allowing Him to have His way and to accomplish things in Him. So anyway, so God says to Moses straight away, he's like, hey, reminds him, don't you know I'll be with you? I'll be the one who will accomplish it. It won't be you that does it in your own strength. And Moses straight away again is still like, oh, come on. Then Moses answered and said, but suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. And God just starts to reaffirm him again and talk to Moses. He says, so the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He set a rod and he chucked it down and things happened. And God wanted him to know again. And he wanted you guys to know as well today that God will sort out the small things. So often we look at all the small things and go, oh, this doesn't line up. That's not going to work, man. How's that going to work? I want you guys to know today that God is in the small things. He will sort the small things out. Then Moses says to the Lord again, Oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him again, God's pretty patient with Moses. If, he get, if you're getting this, he's pretty patient. And so the Lord said to him, he said, who, was made, who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I, the Lord? Now therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. In other words, he's saying to Moses again, man, remember, it's about me. I will give you the gifts. I will give you the power to do whatever I call you into. 
Oh, my Lord, he says in verse 13, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. And Moses is still like, oh, you sure you've got the right guy for this? But I love the fact that in the end, Moses goes and does what God's called him to do. And there's an amazing picture here, firstly, that when we meet with God, when we seek his face personally to have encounters with him, firstly, he changes the way we see ourselves. We get a whole new perspective of who we actually are when we're in God's presence. Everything can change when we're seated or standing with God. How are we getting on with the, the pictures? Anything, any luck there? Not turning up? Mate, you guys are lucky you don't have to read any verses or anything. I could be telling you whatever I want this morning, so you better hope I'm, I'm being good and not pulling out my old cheeky side. I'll stick to the notes, okay? So we'll, we'll be all right. Anyway, I was going to show you like a supermodel. That was my wife. Um, another, a, a young boy who's five years old. Uh, he's just started school who thinks he's amazing and thinks he's cool. And already he, after a week of school, he won't let us go in the gate and we have to drop him off outside the gate. So his parents are just not cool enough for him. So he's off to school on his own. Um, then we've got a two-year-old boy. So the first one is River. Oh, River is my two-year-old boy. He, he's a little bit, he's a bit of a spitting image of me and he's a little bit of trouble. And my oldest boy is called Ezra. He's the five-year-old. And I have, uh, I think it's a nine-month-old, ten-month-old. Um, and her name is Shyla. And she's, she's an awesome little girl. And we're very blessed to have her. And I have my wife, who is Prudence. So that is my family. I did have photos to show you guys so you could see a little bit about who I am and what my life is outside of here. But that's all right. Um, but anyway, we're getting back to this, okay? God encounters change the way we see things. They totally change our perspective on life. Sometimes our past can blur our future. Sometimes people can begin to blur your perspective of your life and your future from words that have been spoken or things that have happened in your life. And it can totally change the way you see your future. Circumstances can just knock your confidence in life. And without realizing it can totally change where you're headed in life. You see, no matter who we are or where we are, we still need to meet with God. We still need to step into God's presence for him just to realign and remind us of who we actually are. See, Moses couldn't see himself the way God saw him. And that would have stopped him from doing the plans and the purposes that, Moses, that God had for Moses' life. But after spending time in God's presence, he began to firstly change the way he saw himself. I wanted to talk about, just secondly, Joshua. And Joshua did a lot of life with Moses. And so he was someone who saw that God was in the picture. He saw all the miracles. He saw all this amazing stuff happen. But God still needed to meet with Joshua to change his perspective of his circumstances. You know, the story of Joshua, 
the first thing that comes to mind is, is Jericho, okay, and the, and, the, and the walls. And I want to just kind of relate this to the fact that sometimes we see in our circumstances, we see massive walls in life that are stopping us from going places or just completely just stop us from doing what God's called us to do. And Joshua was sitting outside Jericho, and you could imagine that all he saw was these amazing walls where no one would go in and no one would come out. And he probably just thought to himself, like, man, how, how's this going to be? And I want to jump in at Joshua 5, verse 13. And it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said, Joshua, take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho. I can imagine Joshua just standing there, meeting with God and just being like, the words come to him, See, I have given you Jericho. And all of a sudden, Joshua's perspective of what his circumstances were suddenly just changed. As he began to see Jericho with God in the picture. See, sometimes we need to see our circumstances with the Almighty, with the God that nothing is impossible, to see Him in our circumstances. And when we can see with Him in the middle, Sometimes everything changes. You see, I wonder what circumstances you're facing this morning that'll stop you from truly being who God's called you to be. When you look at these things, you just think, oh, maybe not me. That's not my personality. That's not who God's made me to be. Or no, I can't do that. It's way out of my reach. And I want to encourage you this morning that God is the God of the impossible. And when we can see him in the midst of everything, everything begins to change. You see, it's so interesting that when these people met with God, the one thing that God wanted to do with them was change the way they see. Firstly, Moses, he wanted to change the way he saw himself. Joshua, he wanted to change the way he saw his circumstances. The third person I want to look at this morning is Jeremiah. Now, Jeremiah was set aside by, from birth to take a message to the nations, to be an amazing prophet for God, but he just couldn't see it. And in Jeremiah 1, we read this, it says, we'll start with 4, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you, and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Straight away, God begins to show him who he is. 
he begins to realign his vision again and say, hey, I knew you when you were born. I knew everything about you. Now I know your past, I know your present, and now this is where your future is. And see, straight away, it's just a matter of Jeremiah seeing things the way God sees them. Straight away, he relies God just straight into, this is who you are. I hope you can see who you are. And it carries on, and it says in verse 6, then, then I said, oh, Lord God, straight away, back to the, oh, do you not realize who I am, the mistakes, the things that I've got, got going for me in life and all the, the weaknesses I have? And we straight away come back to ourselves the way we see it. And then I said, oh, Lord God, truly I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go everywhere that I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. He reminds them again that it's by God's strength, not our own. And then the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations. He says to Jeremiah, See, I have today put you over the nations. And over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Man, I love that there's so much seeing stuff when God meets with people. It's like God's got a, a, a perspective that he's like, man, you guys just need to pick it up. You need to start to see things the way I see things. Whatever's causing you to see the world or the way you do life and yourself and all these things, it needs to come from God. And every time he meets with these people, it's all this kind of, hey, I need to realign the way you see things. And the Lord says to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations. And in verse 12, and then the Lord said to me, oh, it was verse 11, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I see, said, I see a branch of an almond tree. In verse 12, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. For I will hasten my word to perform it. God jumps in even further in that passage and begins to explain further of what he's just seen. And I, I love this little bit there just because it challenges us in the fact that we can, we can get indulged into the Word of God. We can read the things of God and we can get into all that side of things, but if we're not mixing it with His presence, if we're not mixing it with hearing from God and being in his presence, then sometimes we're going to miss what God wants to do personally for us in a time and a season. You see, Jeremiah saw correctly, but then God goes in further and starts to say, hey, look, this is how I see it, and starts building out all this more stuff into his life and just giving him more stuff. And it's like, man, sometimes we read the word of God and we get this little verse and it's like, that's a cool verse. But if we're seeking God's face and doing it in his presence, then sometimes God will say, this is a word and season for you. Bam, this is, this is what I want to show you right now through this verse. And it becomes so much more powerful when we do things with God. And in verse 18, I love this, and it says, 
for indeed, and this is where God's just changing his perspective again, just this is who you will be, Jeremiah. Just grasp it and see it the way I see it. He says, for indeed, I have made you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the officials, against the priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. And man, I could imagine Jeremiah just after being spoken that into his life, just looking up and going, wow, is this who I am? See, God sees him as a fortified city, an iron pillar to change the nation. Jeremiah would never have seen himself like that. But it wasn't until he met with God in person that everything began to change. You see, he begins to see who he is in God. Then he begins to see his circumstances in God. And then he finally sees his future in God. If I could grab the awesome musicians to come up. Thank you, guys. This morning, I wanted to really just encourage you that sometimes we need to see again. Sometimes without realizing it in life, our eyes can just slowly lose focus. We can begin to see things in a whole different light. Just like me and in my laser surgery, it was crazy. When I walked out of that operating theater and I lifted up my patch, all of a sudden, everything changed. And this is how it is with God. No matter who you are or where you've been, or I don't care if you're like the the most word-knowing Christian out there and you know everything about God and you know everything about His Word, no matter who you are, you still need encounters with God. We still need our vision to be aligned with God. You see, we will never realize our full potential until we see ourselves with God in the picture. See, God sees our past. And remember, your past will never determine your future. God knows our past. And when he speaks to these men, he's like, I know your past. Guess what? I know what you're going through right now. I know what you're struggling with right now. But guess what? I also know your future. I also know your future. Sometimes we've just got to see it. When we begin to see ourselves the way Christ does, we begin to see our circumstances through His eyes. We see our future in Him. Oh, that's, yeah. I guess you can kind of, 
we'll skip to this, eh? we can relax a little bit. Um, you can kind of picture that's, that's my boy who thinks he's cool. Okay, that's his first day of school. He thought he was way too cool. And straight away, within a week, we are not allowed to go in the gate. And he is off on his own. Um, is there any other pictures there? That's the one on the flip side. That's, I know what you guys think straight away. You're like, man, how does she get a good guy like this? Um, yeah, I know, I know you think. She is, she's amazing. And I'm, as the guys would say, I punch well above my weight on this one. And so that's my beautiful wife, Prue, and my little girl, Shyla. And this is my little spitting image, River. And he is straight away trouble at the age of two. I took him to the warehouse on the weekend and he had, his, he had a little backpack on and I told him he's got to take off his backpack when you go into the warehouse. And I said, the security guard over there will tell you off if you take your backpack into the shop. And he just straight away turns to the security guard and looks at him, he's like, no, me punch him. And he drops his bag and starts to walk towards the security guard. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, and he just, yeah, he thinks he's, he's a little bit, yeah. So he's my cheeky one and he gives me trouble. But it's a good life. And this is, this is my life with God and my family. And I love my family to bits. And we've also got, there should be a picture there called seeing. If you can find that on the hard drive, yeah. And the bottom's cut off it. Awesome. Okay. So you guys can't even see it. So here's the idea behind this picture this morning. Is that when we see future in the light of what God says about you, it creates unstoppable momentum in that direction. When we see the future in the light of what God says about us, it creates momentum, unstoppable momentum in that direction. Sometimes We've got to look up to the sky. We've got to seek encounters with God. We've got to learn to spend time in His presence. Not only for relationship, but for the fact that it changes the way we see everything. Changes our whole perspective on life. And I could imagine so many of you here, without realizing it, your eyesight would be a little bit blurry. Without realizing it, you see life in a different perspective to what God sees this morning. And this morning, I want to allow some time for us just to maybe just seek God's face step into his presence because that is where everything changes these three amazing men of God that went on to do crazy things for his kingdom to fulfill the plans that God had for their lives only happened after they met with God and began to see things the way God saw them if I could just just ask in this place this morning if everyone could just close their eyes You may be here this morning and you look at your life and 
you don't actually know what it, what it would look like with God in the picture. You've never actually given your life to God this, this morning. You don't know what it means to have a future and a hope in Him. And when you look at your life, you don't really see what you really want to see. This morning, if you are in that state that's here, and you do not know what it means to see your future in Him, and you want to say this morning, hey, Pastor, I want to see my future with God in the picture. I want to see my life with Him in the driver's seat. I want to see a new perspective of this life. If you are here this morning and you are in that boat, I want to ask if you could just raise your hand. If you are saying, hey God, this morning, I want to see my life with you in the picture. Maybe you've walked away and maybe you're seeing life totally different and you want to say, hey God, I need you back in the picture. I need to put on what is of you and I need to start walking with you again. If you are here and you're in that state, just quickly, just raise your hand, just between you and God this morning in this place. Is there anyone here like that? Thank you, brother. Is there anyone else here this morning that you just want to say, yeah, God, I need you in the picture. I need you to direct my past. I need the future that you have. I'm sick of seeing life the way I see it. I need you. I want to also this morning just allow room for those that just want to come up the front and just say, hey, God. I need to spend time in your presence again. I need you to help realign my view of myself, my view of my circumstances, and my view of my future. Because I want to tell you this morning, everything changes when we step into His presence. Everything is realigned. And all of a sudden, we see things the way God wants us to see them.